Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome to another Everyday Life series on decoding how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership. Biblical principles from Genesis to Revelation. It's under our Everyday Life category. 
You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. In our first series of decoding, we looked at decoding creation, God's thought processes and patterns through creation from Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. And we arrived at a 10 principle combination that will revolutionize how you think. In this next series of decoding, we'll look at how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership through the life and story of Joseph, also from the book of Genesis. Joseph's life changed the course of Israel. It was through him that God preserved the nation of Israel. Israel wasn't yet a nation per se. It was just a family of 12 siblings. The letter grew into the nation of Israel in Egypt. Some of the life principles we'll cover in this decoding series are our upbringing and past shouldn't define us. Knowing your purpose and calling is the best anchor to go through the storms of life. In life, we need favor and love with both God and man. There are no coincidences in life. God's justice system never fails. We'll also look at work and service, money, and how the economy of Egypt was built from the ground up. We'll also look at investing, saving, leadership, and management. Without further ado, welcome to Decoding Joseph. episode 15 of Decoding Joseph. We are getting some unique insights into how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership. 
Now, there are about 11 key life principles that we can decode from the story of Joseph. And right now, we are decoding principle category number two, which is what is your purpose? The foundation of existence for all of us should be built upon the answer that we have for this question. What is your purpose? Until we find out what it is God has created us to do, we will never be satisfied until we walk in that destiny calling. Now, in the last couple of episodes, especially in our last episode, we were looking at some of the things that helped Joseph to go through the early storms in his life. And even as other storms kept on coming up in his life, and we say we've gone through his story, sold into slavery at about the age of 17 by his own family, he starts to rise up the ranks in his master's house. He is falsely accused of rape. Uh, his master's wife had a like, took on a liking for Joseph, but he refused to sleep with her. And then she screamed wolf. And so Joseph ends up in prison. And while he is in prison, it looks like he's gotten a, a big break where the king's two of the king's servants are sent into prison while Joseph is there. Uh, Joseph helps interpret their dreams. When they come out of prison, they forget about Joseph for two years. But we can't, his story of betrayal is one that is very similar to a lot of people's stories. A lot of people have dealt with betrayal in their lives and some of them have not been able to recover from betrayal. You know, betrayal from friends is, is different from betrayal from family, especially in your childhood or maybe your early teens. A lot of people who have gone through betrayal from you know, their parents, their siblings, the people that they held so dear to their lives. Um, how do you bounce back from that? How do you navigate the storms of slavery, being sold into slavery by your own brother? Now, when you read the scripture, you don't really get an understanding of the trials that Joseph really endured. But I think recently, as I was reading through Psalms 107, as David is recollecting, it, it tells us, it paints this picture of the hardships that Joseph dealt with during this period of slavery, being sold as a slave. Psalms, actually, Psalms 105 says, starting from verse 17, it says, He sent a man before them 
He's talking about the children of Israel. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time that his word came the word of the Lord tried him. The king sent and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his substance, to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senator's wisdom. So that's what we've read about Joseph. And in this series of Decoding Joseph, there are a lot of things that we're looking at from um, hindsight, from we're using hindsight to decode what potentially helped this man to go through this hardship. And in the last episode, we were camping on this point that the reason Joseph was able to go through the storm of being sold into slavery by his own brothers is because of the purpose of his life that God had revealed to him. You see, God gave Joseph two dreams in Genesis chapter 37. And there are prophetic dreams about being elevated to a position where he, he was in a position of authority, in a, in a position of responsibility. Now, his brothers were jealous. They became envious when they had those dreams also because Joseph's father really loved him and he had made him a coat of many colors. Now, fast forward, Joseph is in a foreign land as a slave. I believe that every time Joseph was in a ditch, so to say, as many of us might go through with life with our backs against the wall, the only reason he found a way out was that he brought back to memory that the current situation wasn't the dream, wasn't the finality in the dream that he had received. So strength to endure and persevere came from knowing that there was a destiny he had to go that he had to go to. So he, this kind of became like something to fall back on that these storms couldn't kill him. Knowing your purpose and destiny should be everyone's focal point because Jesus knew his destiny. And the scripture tells us this is why he was able to endure the cross and despise the shame. This is in Hebrews chapter 
13. I'll quickly pull it up here. In Hebrews chapter 13, we clearly see this. In fact, it says, it's, a, it's actually in Hebrews chapter 12. The subtitle of my of, of this chapter is called We Must Persevere in Faith. And it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, first and foremost, then he goes to say, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. And I always love this other one. It's always like a reminder. It says, you have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Now, it says, consider him the author and finish of our faith, Jesus Christ, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. It says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and despised the shame. Jesus knew what was awaiting him if he endured the trials and temptations and followed through with the father's plan. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but the, the scripture also talks about having an anchor for your hope. If you do not have an anchor for your life, it becomes so hard to bear the burdens of life. Anchor of hope. You need an anchor of hope. You need a place where you, you, you think of yourself as a mountain climber and, and you have, you have this, um, you, you have, where you, you, you anchor your rope and now you start going up the side of the mountain. You start pulling yourself up. So if you, if you don't have an anchor for your life, it becomes really challenging to, to navigate the storms of life. Joseph had this. Joseph had these, he knew what his purpose was. 
do we have to in like manner we need to know what our anchor is so i want to take this episode to really start narrowing down for people who might not know their anchor people that just might not know what is their anchor of hope So there's also scripture. This is from Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. It talks about this subject of which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. What is the hope that we have as an anchor for our soul? It's this. that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his oath, in which it is impossible for God ever to prove false or deceive us, we who have fled to him for our refuge might have mighty indwelling strength and strong encouragement to grasp and hold fast the hope appointed for us and set before us now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul it cannot sleep it cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it a hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil so anchor for the soul we have this anchor for the soul the hope of your destiny your destiny knowing your purpose why you are here becomes the anchor of your soul so jesus had it Joseph had it. How can you as a Christian really find out what is your purpose? It's a valid question. It is a valid question. How can you find out what is your purpose? There's something the Lord brought to my attention recently. And I think it's it's one of the ways that if you if you are still not sure what you have been called to do, this might be some good guidelines for you to follow, which is this. I'm gonna bring to your attention two scriptures. And then you can take the revelation from these two scriptures and off you go to really try to find out what is it that you have been called to do. So Jesus knew his purpose. He knew why he had come. He knew from where he came. He knew 
where he was going back to. It's very clear in the Gospels. He says this a couple of times. So recently, as I was fellowshipping with the Lord, I'm really asking how, how, do, how does someone, how does one in, in, in dire moments, in, 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 in uncertain moments in your life, how can you really lean on the word of God to direct you? Because if the if 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 we have this revelation that the word of God abides forever. In fact, if God and his word who are one, if it says God is Alpha Omega, beginning ending. And if you look in the book of Revelations and says, write these things down, which were, that's past, which are present, and which should come, future. So, the Word of God should be able to guide us on these three dimensions which were, which are, which should come. So I said, okay. And he said, do you realize that these key moments where, these key moments for Jesus where he had to know what had been written about him and he had to line up with what had been prophesied about him and that's the purpose he had to fulfill so he knew he had to be baptized by john the baptist so even when john the baptist tried to say that jesus should baptize john the baptist jesus said no let's do this so that the scriptures should be fulfilled you know he knew the son of man must be betrayed so he knew there were milestones that he had to check. He came to fulfill the law. So knowing that there were milestones that he had to check, where did he get reference of those milestones? It was from the word of God. And that's why it's very interesting that even now you start to see in the Gospels how many times Jesus used the phrase, isn't it written? It is written. 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 So Jesus moved on the written word of God. That is the foundation that I'm laying here. Jesus moved on the written word of God. Things that were written 800 years before he arrived, those were things that he had to fulfill. He walked into those prophecies. 
those that say he must write to he will write to Jerusalem on a donkey. So when it came a point, Jesus was not confused and saying, should I get a horse? Should I get a, a sheep? Should I get people to carry me? No. The written word said he will ride to Jerusalem on a donkey. So what did he do? He said, go into the city. You'll find a mule tied up by this. If the owner asks, asks you, why are you taking it? Say the master has need of it. Boom. So 800 years forward, he was making decisions based on the written word of God. I said, okay. You're asking yourself, well, how can I do that? Then the Lord reminded me. He said, do you remember the scripture that says from Galatians chapter 2, verses 20 and 21? Actually, Galatians chapter 2, verses 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. I'll stop there. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Okay. Then the Lord reminded me and said, do you recall that Jesus made this statement in the volume of the book, it is written of me? Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Now, that is from two passages in scripture. We can find it in the book of Psalms. And also in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Now, in Psalms chapter 40, verse 6 and 8, it says, Sacrifice and offering thou did not desire. My ears have you opened. Burnt offering and sin offering have you not required. Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, your law is within my heart. So, he's saying that, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me. So if this was Jesus that was making this statement, but then now we have another statement that says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. I, I, can, I, can, I can take that statement and I can also with validity of these two scriptures then now say, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me. Yes, because the word of God is written for Christians, Christ, Christians, people who will be many Christians. So the first Christ came and in the volume of the book, it was written of him, but it was not just written about him only. It was also written for the people who would come in his manner the people that will yield to his will and say, I give my life to you. So the moment you give your life to Jesus Christ, now the in the volume of the book, it also becomes written of you. 
So once you get that revelation, your destiny calling is also written in the book. The book is written, the, the, the book is, it says in the volume of the book. Now, some people have done research and studied and I haven't personally done this, but that if you study carefully, you can find Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, on every page of the Bible. Now, you may not be able to find yourself on every page of the Bible, but you will find yourself in every book. Every book will have something to say about your life. And I've, I've slowly started practicing it. Now, I do know I did get to find out personally. I, did, I finally found out what I'm, you know, this was back in 20, 2021 is when I found out what I had been called to do, what I've been put on this earth to do. So I'm, 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 I'm discovering that journey, that purpose. But I found myself in the volume of the book. So fast forward when I finally this when I finally got re revelation I saw these two scriptures put together I said my goodness I thought I was crazy in 2021 when I finally said oh my goodness this is what I've been called to do this is my purpose and I started to share with some people and the only thing I could tell them I just kept on quoting scriptures uh using reference from scriptures in the book of Isaiah because the moment when I had a special encounter with the Lord and he started to tell me these things, it was all from scripture. But at that moment, it didn't make sense. I'll say, how can, how can you, how can my calling just be out of certain books? I did not hear it. Like no one came and prophesied over me and said, oh, you're going to go and do this, this and this. I heard it from scripture. And fast forward, when I now see that it's very true. And it's a sure foundation to build my life upon that is because now the scripture says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Now, if Christ lives in me, the scripture says, here I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. So if you are struggling to find out what your destiny, what your calling is, then Every Christian, every Christian, every Christ-like person, every person who has yielded or is willing to yield their life over to Christ and say, okay, if I've given my life to you to be my Lord and Savior, I live yet not I, but you live in me. So what is the life that you want to live in me? Show me through scripture. What is the life that you ordained for me? And so we have about... Um, if you look in the in, in, in the Bible, there's about 17 books of prophecy, right? Uh, there's about 17 prophets. Actually, there's about 16. There's about 16 because um, so we have about 16 prophets in the Bible. So you should be able to, if you sit down and do research, you can also use, yeah, I, I think the book of Psalms has a, some prophecies, but you can use whatever the prophets spoke about Christ and now 
that would apply to what the prophets also were prophesying about Christians. Christians, people who would live after the manner of Christ. Every Christian believer should be able to find their destiny, have their destiny given to them through these books of prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Prophet Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. These were the book, these are the, these are both the the some people call them major prophets and minor prophets, but it's just some had just ended up having more given more prophetic declarations than others. But so there's about eight, 16 prophets in, in the Bible, and your destiny is also hidden in there. If the word of God is powerful, if the word of God has the power to, to speak to the past, the present, and the future, as a Christian, I should be able to find what my destiny is. I should be able to find out, even in some tough situations, what one of the prophets, what they prepared for me, how to maneuver that situation. So I just want to encourage you that if you still have no idea what your destiny is, what you've been called to do, you can start doing homework using these 16 books. Personally, I was fortunate that I did not have, I've read all 16 books of these prophets, but when I, when the Lord brought to my attention what was my calling, he kind of pinpointed me and I, it was, it was miraculous. I don't even know how it came, but he just pinpointed me to certain part of Isaiah and I found myself there and that started speaking to me. And then he started to back it up with other uh, prophetic words in other parts of Isaiah, part of Jeremiah. So for me, my, in the volume of the book, I, I am now starting to see where it is written of me. So the, the Bible then becomes, you see, most people read the Bible about other people. But if in the volume of the book, it is also written of you, you're supposed to read it for yourself. You're supposed to read it for yourself. You're supposed to go in there and find out where is it written of me in this book and pinpoint and say, yeah, in Genesis, that's my situation. In Exodus, yeah, all the way throughout. But when it comes to destiny, because Jesus found himself, the books where he found himself written about most commonly was in, in Isaiah and the Psalms. So he most of every most of the things he says it is written, a lot of them come from the Psalms and and Isaiah. In fact, if you look at this chapter in Luke chapter 24, it's also very interesting. This is what it says in Luke chapter 24. And this also applies to us. So in Luke chapter 24, Jesus has already resurrected. He's with the, he is with the disciples. They are puzzled. 
they still don't understand what is going on. And this is what he tells them. Luke chapter 24. He says, and they gave him a piece of, so, He said, they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So, this also applies to you. Jesus is already telling you, if you want to find the things which were written of your life, your destiny, what you're being called to do, this is where you need to look. It says, these things must be fulfilled, which were written where? In the law of Moses, right? In the prophets, and I just gave you the 16 prophets of the Bible. And in the Psalms concerning me. Then he then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So one of the prayer points that you can have for you personally is to pray and say, Lord, I ask that you open my understanding that I might understand the scriptures, open my eyes to see where in, in where it is written concerning me in your prophets. It's very powerful. It's a very, very powerful prayer. So that's the homework. That's the assignment that I have for you for this episode. Don't just listen to this and say, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. No, if you still, if you still want to concretely know what your destiny is, what your purpose is, because that's going to be the anchor for you to navigate the storms of life, it is imperative. It is paramount. It is unnegotiable that as a Christian, as a child of God, you sit down and you spend time finding out what the 16 prophets have written concerning you. Start to search for yourself in the scriptures. Once you find yourself, at least you know what you have been called to do. That's the encouragement that I have for you. Find yourself in the scriptures. If the word of God is what it says it is, it should be able to tell me about my past, my present, and my future. If I live and yet, and yet not I, by Christ now lives in me, and in the volume of the book it was written of him, that means since he now lives in me, that means the life that he can now live through me is also written in the volume of the book. So I should be able to go and start finding myself. That's what I want to leave you with. Selah. This was episode 15 of Decoding How God Thinks About Work, Money, Business, Investing, and Leadership through the life and story of Joseph from the book of Genesis. In the next episode, 
we'll continue exploring this principle of knowing your purpose. What is your purpose? Why are you here? What has God called you to do? You see, the strength to endure the unknowns and storms of life comes from knowing your purpose on this planet. We have all been created for a specific purpose. But if you don't know your purpose, the guiding star of reason and being for your existence, you will not have a strong foundation to overcome the storms that come your way. The reason Joseph was able to go through the storm of being sold into slavery by his own brothers is because of the purpose of his life that God had revealed to him in his dreams. Jesus knew his purpose, and that's why he endured the cross and despised the shame when he was crucified. Now, scripture tells us in Galatians chapter 2, verses 20, that I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. If you combine it with what Psalms chapter 40, verse 7 says, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. It now means that every Christian believer that has surrendered their life to Jesus Christ should be able to live their life after what the prophets of old wrote about them during this time. You see, the Word of God is powerful. It can tell us about the past, the present, and the future. That's why God is also called Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. So in the next episode, we'll continue exploring this aspect of how you can get to know your purpose and why knowing this is the ultimate anchor to overcoming the storms of life. Your host for today was Calvin Kavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.
beautiful savior There is nobody like her 